It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. All right. I see you. I see you. My favorite album of all time. <sighs> J. Cole, uh, uh, Farts and Giggles. I don't know what the name of the album is. You know what? I don't even want to say it because I want people to believe that's the name of it now. J. Cole, Farts and Giggles. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, I believe it's platinum now. I think it's actually platinum. No features, by yeah. the way, got platinum with. Was that the? Yeah, the there's the, no yeah, features. There's, yeah, you couldn't even let it go. You love it. You love that album so much. You couldn't even let farts and giggles breathe. Well, you, you probably shouldn't breathe with farts and giggles in the room. Uh, that's the name of my album, Farts and Giggles. Um, you know, it's rare that I'm uh, mistaken. I've never been wrong. I've, I've been mistaken though. Uh, I, I have to apologize to Gaz. I blew off your play of the day yesterday. I just ignored you pretty much. I barely heard what you had to say. And then I noticed everyone just celebrating you online. Uh, you may have stolen my magic. Like I actually, I actually posted the Herb Brooks, you know, from the Miracle. <laughs> it's your time now. Their time is over because I've made a lot of predictions and I've been, I've been pretty good about a lot of them. I don't know that I've ever called the walk off before. Yeah, let's go call that. Uh, Alan, our big Al, and our sales team said, "Guys, that was an awesome call, man. How much did you win on that?" I'm like. I can't find that, Alan. Yeah. I don't know if that's out well, there. Well, you, you probably should have bet. You probably should have bet them to win at least. Yeah. Because you, if you if you bet them to walk off, you at least know they're going to win. My vibe was that it was going to be a close game in one of the two games because really it had been a very boring AL and NLCS so far. It had been blowouts and no big comeback, no special moment that would stand out. That was the moment last night. That was the moment Arizona fans needed to believe that this was still a series and that could you actually contend Against Philadelphia. Now, do I think that walk-off, even though it made me look smart, do I believe believe it could maybe change the way this series goes? I'll make Philly's fan feel good. No. <laughs> even though it was nice, even though a cat, I wish it could have cashed if it was like 15-1, whatever the odds are on a predicting a walk-off, didn't feel like it's going to change the series. Nice moment. Cool. Exciting. Best game of the championship series so far. But not enough for me to believe Arizona can come back and win. Maybe I'm being too pessimistic. Maybe I'm holding a grudge that I couldn't find Vinny the Fish to drop my <laughs> wager on. Maybe Jack was giving me love and Shikari on Twitter. I saw it. Appreciate it. Very cool. But that's how I feel after that I game. gave you love on Twitter. Thank I, you, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank but again, you. I, didn't, I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, okay, whatever, buddy. <laughs> and then I left. And then you, you were right. You nailed it. So good, good for you. Two, two to one. Walk off win for those uh, those snakes in the desert over the the Philadelphia Phillies. I do. You, you did finally start to see something that I've dealt with on those rare times I've been right. So like like way back in the day when I was I, I stumble into predicting how the Super Bowl was going to end. Okay, and because I, I meet Malcolm Butler, no one knows who the heck he is. I tell him he's going to get in the game, make a big play, win the Super Bowl. He then does that. Do you know that Seahawk fans hated me? And probably some of them still do. Ooh, boy. Not, not because I actually had any love or hate for their team, but because I made a prediction that went against them. So you've now run into this now where Phillies fans are, are ticked off at you. Yeah. Because you had the nerve to make that prediction. So welcome. Welcome to being right. I felt the heat right after Alan said that. Again, another one of our guys in our sales department, Bruce goes, Oh, you picked against my Phillies guy? I'm like, yeah. I didn't, like, sort of. 
one of the two games is going to end like that. I guess it was yours. So, you know, I am feeling the heat a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that. I think Bruce, like if we were giving out superlatives, Bruce from sales is most likely to jump you in a dark hallway. <laughs> I think you should be worried. I think you no. should be Because I fist, he's by the door and I give him a fist bump every time I walk by him. And he throws hands, man. He doesn't just give you like a quick like knuckle. He's like, bam! I'm like, holy crap, dude, chill out. I'm about we have to fight back. He's got a secret strength in that man. He does. Yeah, pent up rage. Fifty years? Fifty years of sales or something. He's not that old, but it's fucking sad. I think he's been doing sales for like thirty plus years, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. With that's real number. That's uh, the fifty is more fun for me. Um Yeah, so all right. So you don't you don't perceive this as the turning point or anything like that, right? You're 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 not you you said that you believe the Phillies still go on to win this series. I do. There's too much talent across the board for Philadelphia. Even in that game last night with that victory for Arizona, it felt like they needed everything to go right. A perfect hit, a perfect spot. Philly just not executing what it has in the past, that team from top to bottom. Look, even saying this out loud, I feel like I'm putting down Arizona. Like, hey, you know, they played as best they could and they got a win at home. Everybody, Yay, where everybody it go? got orange wedges and ice pops at the end. It was great. All the fans were so excited to see they jumped in a pool sometimes. Like, I feel like I'm really degrading Arizona. They're three wins away from playing for the World <laughs> Series. And you look at what Arizona did this season. That division, the NL West, nobody gave them a chance. They should have no reason to be in the postseason. You had the Dodgers. You had the Giants yeah. who had high. You had the Padres who were in the spot last season. Everybody. Everybody took all those teams at Arizona this year. So, Arizona Dimeck fan, here I am doubting you again that even after a walk-off win at home against Philadelphia, I'm giving you no chance. When this should be your moment today of this is changing the season. This is the moment we need. We're rallying. We're sitting there like the Viper, Randy Orton, ready to pounce like a real snake. Philly's lineup's too good. They got Harper. They got Turner. I could run through the names. We saw what Schwarber was doing earlier in the series, hitting it like a rec league softball guy, just hitting bombs. Like, there's too much depth, too much of a balanced attack by Philly to give this up now. And let's let's be clear. To win this, you have to beat Wheeler and Nola. Uh, And and we've seen how they're pitching right now. So, all right, I guess here's, here's the thing. Did you see enough in last night's game that you think this thing goes farther than five? Ooh, that's really tough. You're welcome. Hard <laughs> questions. Ooh. As you like to say, big J journalist over here. Yes. I yeah. do. I don't. No. I don't. I don't. Are you gonna, okay. Well, I think the I think the Phillies will win tonight and then it's over when Wheeler comes out in game five in game yeah, game would Wheeler pitch in five? I think he would pitch in five, right? That always throws me off because you can do whatever you want on day's rest, and the, depending on how the series shifts, managers can do what they want. So even when you have a projected or a probable pitcher, it could change in the postseason. When I think about that question you just asked me, though, about could I see this going six or seven now, here's what makes me change my mind because now they know how to do it. Like, hey, we beat Philadelphia last night. How did we do it? Yeah. We had some hits going the right spot. You got a little bit more, I don't want to say aggressive at the plate, but that might be a little too strong. When I think about aggressive, I think early in the counts. They figure out a game plan to beat Philly. And now it's be as simple as saying, just do what we did in game three. Like, just follow that. Can mm-hmm. you flip that over for a second time? If you're a good enough team, that's the hope in the postseason. If you're a younger team, a team who's not supposed to be there, so, maybe. So what you're saying is, can we keep Schwarber hitless, Harper hitless, uh, Castellanos 
hit list. GC Ruzo, hit list. Basically, can we three hit one of the more potent lineups in all of Major League Baseball just three more times? I would say this. That seemed to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, that worked, right? Like, yeah. I like that idea. If you could do that again, I don't disagree with the theory. It's a good idea. If we can if we can out-hit one of the more potent lineups in all of baseball, three to one. So, nine hits to their three. Yep. I think we could win a couple of these games. And I don't want to get too carried away, but how about the runs? Maybe a few more than them? Well, yeah, and I guess that's kind of where – that's where I kind of leave this this theory behind, right? Because oh. I feel like if Philly gets nine hits, Philly gets six runs, seven runs. You got nine hits, and you got two runs, and this was not a great night for them. So you were uh, you left ten men on base – you were three for eleven with runners in scoring position. I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big runners in scoring position guy. Now zero for four across the across the way, you know. With, but uh, yeah, I think I think this is. Plus, you got to think about it. if you're the Phillies, and you can figure this out. Where forget what I was just trying to figure out when you would go whatever. But let's say you can you get this win this evening. You know you can lock it up. You know that the other series is going longer than yours. They're tied at two. I might be able to actually have Wheeler and Nola full rest for game one and two versus either Houston or Texan if I can lock this up in five. That always gets dangerous. That is the ultimate postseason trap, right? That every manager thinks a few games ahead. I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, that's exactly the perfect plan. Some, that somebody would has, want. Maybe the manager shouldn't be the one thinking it. Maybe the pitching coach is sitting over there going, don't look at me. I'm writing down things you don't want to know, Skip. You know, like maybe it's his job. I don't know, but. That is 100% what they want to have happen. The problem is too many people, honestly, bite the fruit. I don't know why I want to go with that comparison, <laughs> but like it's the ultimate sin to commit that if oh. you start looking towards the postseason oh, too see deep. Sin. I see, see that? Right? Like, if you start looking towards the future too much or commit that sin, you're not going to get the results that you want. Like, right. Biblical you start, here. Whoa. You start, you start planning for, for game six instead or game one instead of game five and you have a problem. And then you're knocked down. You never get to um, see it. Conversely. And you're naked in a forest. This happened to you before? I suppose in the story, right? I think. Uh, maybe not exactly how I recall it. All right. They had leagues um, on. Sorry. Conversely, I do feel like the Astros Rangers series is wide open right now. Obviously, two two, it's wide open. But like, even if the even if somehow the Diamondbacks won tonight, then I just think it's a six game series that the Phillies win in. Like this, this could be seven. I think tonight is the the obvious because it's three to two, but the pivotal match because it's Jordan Montgomery versus Justin Verlander. So like, can Monty shake off the Yankee like? Oh my God! It's Verlander. He's kryptonite. We're gonna lose to that guy and just go out and duel and beat him. If you beat Verlander, I think you go right back into feeling like you've got all the momentum in the world. You go ahead and take this thing down. Yes, yes, to all of that. Here's what I'll add about Houston last night. There were some hits by Houston. I know what the box score says. I know what the final suggests. Baseball reminded me last night that when you hear somebody say something like, "You know, the score really didn't reflect how it looked." Yeah, because Houston should have crushed Texas last night. They did. But there were some hits by Houston that were put to the warning track. There were some hits last night that just went to some line drives. They were mashing the ball last night. Everything. Big, clean hits by Houston. Everybody. Foul ball down the line. Just outfielder in the right spot. As good as Houston's offense was last night, it had the potential to be a double-digit, huge lead, run away with it, game over. They figured something out. And I'm not going back to what I did earlier this week about the 
conspiracy of cheating. Where'd this offense just come from? But they were reminded, maybe casual Houston Astro fans or baseball fans, of how good Houston's offense is against any teams because everybody in that lineup made good contact last night and could have went deep. Yeah, I, it's man, it's gonna be that. That's the drama right now. Because and I and I do believe whoever comes out of that will give the Phillies a fight. But it, you, you, I feel feel pretty strong with these Phillies right now, especially just when you lose the way they lost last night. Three hits, one run. You know, you you, you didn't necessarily, you know, get beat up. You know, you gave two runs on nine hits, but it's not. It wasn't like you. It was it, there's a lot of times where you look at something like that and go. Are they are they are they giving up some ground? Then Arizona figure it out, and I look at it and go, no, they just had a bad night, they just had a, an off night. So, I think what happens is they go out there and handle business. But then again, like you said, the Astros can hit, the Astros can pitch, the Rangers can hit, the Rangers can pitch. It, I I just the night nightmare scenario for me as someone who hates the Astros and I hate them. I'm sorry. I know you're not supposed to hate anything or whatever. I hate the Astros. The nightmare scenario for me is Max Scherzer on the bump for the Rangers in a game seven because I just feel like that's going to go bad. <laughs> I feel like it's going to go real bad. It's a very possible scenario that could play out. It really could. I don't want to ask the pressure question because that gets overplayed of like, what team's under more pressure? Everybody, everybody. It's a few wins away from the World Series. Everybody's under pressure in the postseason in baseball. I'll go with trust, though, instead. I want to shift that to the ALCS. Because we both agree how good Philadelphia can be and how the talent is. We're both pretty much feeling the same way about that series. Who do you trust more now in this ALCS? Like, I won't say you don't have to wager on it because there's so many variables still left to be played out here and how good the offenses can potentially look in game five. But when we talk about trust, if you asked me two days ago, who do I trust more in this series? I would have told you Texas because mm-hmm. I believe Texas is better. I just believe yeah. they've played better this season. They were, uh, remember the tail end of the season two? It was Houston and Texas and Seattle at that point battling for the AL West. Texas felt like a better team. And, of course, they dominated my Orioles. I thought about wearing my <laughs> Oriole hoodie today. So I would have said Texas. I don't feel as confident in that answer anymore because of how good Houston's offense looked. And Houston's been there before. A lot of these guys are gone. A lot are back. Dusty Baker still in the dugout. Bruce Bochy. Like, there's some big-time names yeah. that are still out there. It feels like in just one game the trust factor flipped back to Houston because we've seen this a bunch of postseasons where they've battled back and been so active. So I changed my answer this week. I now trust Houston more in this series. Uh, again, for me, it all comes down to tonight. Whoever, whoever outduels the other guy tonight is going to win my, is going to win my trust for the rest of this series. Cause again, we know Verlander Verlander can go out there and throw a gem anytime he wants. It's just who he is. Jordan Montgomery are arguably the biggest mistake. The Yankees made in a roster in the last, what, five years by letting him go? And now he's out there with a chance to give his his team a leg up in the ALCS while the Yankees watch from home. Oh, joy, oh, joy. Uh, but good job on you. Good job on the walk-off call. Uh, if I ever hear you did something like that again and didn't at least bet that team to win, we may have to, you know, you may have to go into punishment. You may go into timeout. <laughs> They have to sit in the corner. How, right. how do you punish the kids? Do you, do you like do timeout? Are you a timeout parent? I don't know if I've got to the point yet of that because I don't think he understands kind of what that means. I don't know, man. That's a tough part about being a parent. Yeah. It's not, I was like, like, that's the parenting of parenting, man. It's dad voice was all I ever needed. I, Because, I, like, I grew up being spanked, and I, I'm i not against that. I know that's oh, it's corporal punishment. Yeah, obviously you don't beat the kid, but, like, you're a little, like, 
hey, pay attention kind of thing. But I, I obviously never, I never had to do it. My kid, if I, if I did dad voice, if we were, if she was doing something, when she was really little and we had this apartment complex, there was a, um, there was like a major road on like one half of the complex. So I'm doing something in the yard. One of the, she's playing with neighbor's kid. I'm like, all right, watch her for a second. I'm going to grab this. And when I look back, kids darting towards the road. And I'm just like, oh, like I did the full, like all three names, boom, 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 LeVac. And uh, she, you would have thought I hit her with a Trank gun. She was, I think she was two. She went, boom, right on her butt. And ever since then, anything she's ever done wrong, I, all I have to do is go, are you serious? And it just stops right then and there. So so I say, I say be scary once in a while, guys. Yeah. That's I, well. That's probably Jordan's job. I don't know no, if you can be scary. That's and Lavaki just walked into one right there. Of, I've known my wife since she was a kid. Like we've dated since we've been teenagers, high school sweethearts, and all that. We've known each other pretty well. When I flip into like the dad voice and have to yell and like actually like discipline your kids yeah. and tell them like, hey, you're a three year old. You can't, right? You know, you can't hit somebody. The you same got- way you have to talk to these guys out here. My wife doesn't like it. She I doesn't? Do, I don't like it because it's yeah. so out of character for me. And you know me well enough where, like, that's not my personality. Yeah. So I feel – I'm sure every parent feels like this. I feel bad after doing it. Like, there's some parents who always yell. Like, that's their thing. They're right. just at one level. They're at 10 all no. the time. But then they're, it doesn't work. Exactly right. Then there's other parents who will never yell. Like, the fact that I have to go to that place, I don't like it. But I have to do it. She that's tells, called being a parent. But the thing is, too, like if you're as long as you're consistent and you don't do that all the time, you only do that when you have to. I'll tell you right now, my 20 year old daughter tells those stories. Like she's like, I don't. She goes, I was too young to remember what was going on. She goes, but I remember that I was wrong and I was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, she, and she tells it with pride. So it's like you know, I never had to, never had to spank my kid. Um, I grounded her one one time because she lied to me when she was little. But like for the most part. You, you get that good voice going? Fear God voice, man. So I'll tell you right now, if I ever find out, you listen to me, Thomas Goslowski III, <laughs> Thomas Paul Goslowski III, if I ever find out you make a call like that again and you haven't bet that team to win, you're in big trouble, mister. You're going to go to bed without dinner. What if I'm hungry? You'll have to eat in the morning. You're going to bought yourself food if you'd won money. Uh, let's talk <laughs> NFL. I think God's 100% stole my... My, my my gift for prognostication last night uh, because I took a beating. That's next right here, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. Levac, before we do that, what about our friends over at USX Pest Control? I thought you'd never ask. I love these guys. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I've got – I know I've got a, a, a visit coming up soon from Frank because we're platinum package, guys. Ooh. You know, we could tell. Yeah. Protect the family. You've got the uh, non-chemical exclusion package from USX Pest Control. Um, so – Tim comes out, inspects the house. Here's some trouble spots. Oh, look, your siding's off from the house. Just a hair here, here. You know what that means? They can get in. So what they do is they put a little uh, piece of metal down there to keep that out. Oh, the foundation's got a little a little smidge in here. They might be able to get in. They pour concrete in it. And then they go and treat the yard and everything else. I know you've got Perfect Lawn Vaughn as one oh, of your neighbors. He's the best and worst. I like my neighbors. Yeah. I think I like most of my neighbors. Yep. I got some questions about a few people. But okay. I know they're looking around USX Pest Control. when they that truck. They right? Hey, yep. what are they doing over there? Why isn't that happening? Especially coming up with the Halloween season, if you're passing out candy, if you want to make sure your home is safe, mm-hmm. you don't want to be known as the house that actually has real pests. Ah! Right. You oh, know, what a great decoration. It's alive! Run! <laughs> Even if they got full candy bars, run! <laughs> USX Pest Control, make sure this Halloween season you're not that home where kids are running away in fear. 
That's for the right. wrong reasons. That's right. I'm telling you, I've, I have one neighbor who, if I go, uh, you know, like Tech East, they go some other company. I will USX, they went some other company. You know what they also probably went with? Things living in their house because USX Pest Control is like part of the Gagne family of brands. It's like cat's eye. That's all that great stuff. Amazing people right here in the capital region helping us out. And we can speak from experience. They do amazing work. USXPest.com. Attention, troops. When the weather starts to change, the Capital Region knows it's time to suit up. And by suit up, we mean Carhartt Outerwear. Rugged and warm. And everyone knows where to go for the best selection and prices? Mohawk Army Navy. For over 35 years, Mohawk Army Navy has been supplying the American worker with the newest styles and colors that Carhartt has to offer. Carhartt, the premier choice for rugged outerwear. Check it out at Mohawk Army Navy. Now with four great locations. Niskuna, Latham, Saratoga, and their new flagship store, North Greenbush. Dismissed. Upstate. Where is the store? They got your guns and so much more. Upstate. Can you dig it? Who's got your Glocks? And Remington's always in stock. Upstate. Damn right. Best prices in town. And a staff that likes when you come around. Upstate. They won't let you down. They say the store is the best in town. Shut your mouth. But we're talking about Upstate, baby. Then we can dig it. Tired of getting shafted at the big box stores? Then come to Upstate Guns and Ammo because we're not dicks. For the latest in personal protection, from handguns and rifles to self-defense sprays and stun guns, the knowledgeable and friendly experts at Upstate are here to help you find what you need. A huge selection in-store and online at UpstateGunsAndAmmo.com. Plus, in-store sales happening daily. Why shop anywhere else? Upstate Guns and Ammo in Niskayuna, your local source for all your self-defense needs. Give us a call at 370-GUNS. That's 370-G-U-N-S. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Listen to me weekdays, noon to 3, on the voice of the Capital Region, sports fan, Fox Sports, 980 AM. Welcome to the future of electric driving, powered by Volkswagen and the all-electric ID4. We're answering all your questions on making the switch to electric, like this one from Jack. Hey, so what if I need to charge in the middle of my road trip? Charging on the road is getting more convenient because the infrastructure is growing so fast. Electrify America is an expanding network with nearly 3,500 DC ultra-fast chargers along highways across America, where you can charge up in minutes. Learn more at electrifyamerica.com VW. Volkswagen is amping up production and availability of the all-electric zero-direct-emission ID4, now assembled here in America, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Volkswagen ID4 is something to behold. It's an SUV with clean aerodynamic lines, plenty of space, and lots of tech features. And did we mention it's all-electric? Test drive one today at your local Volkswagen dealer and help drive us all towards a better future. VW.com. and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Arguably the most entertaining standalone game so far this year, last night? Definitely, yes. Um, I, I didn't want to say best because the first half from the New Orleans Saints was, was doo-doo. It was just poo-poo. They were just not good. Um, Derek Carr has not 
100% grasped this this offense yet. Uh, these guys are not in sync with him at all. If you, if you told me, like in, in the world of arena football, occasionally there's some players who are really, really good, but they live out of market, they have bigger jobs and stuff like that. So you like, you'll fly them in like Thursday night or something for a game. If you told me that they flew in Derek Carr like Thursday or Friday, you know, or, or the, in this case, Tuesday or Wednesday, I would have believed you because he had very little timing with most of the, even Foster Moreau, who he's played with before because they both came from the Raiders. He didn't really seem to link up with all that well. I like this a lot when you and I are watching the same game and we had the same number one takeaway. First thing that jumped out to us, totally agree with you, Levesque. And here's what I thought. I might have texted you this. I can't remember if I texted you this about the coaching in the game last night. Yeah. Everyone feels like this, especially when their team is losing, that you feel like as an individual fan of your favorite team that you have the worst coaches in the NFL. Everyone gets on the coaches. Like, that's a fun part about sports. Which you can't because I have the worst coach. (laughs) Actually, no, that guy's in L.A. Let me No, no. Let me say this out loud. The the worst coaching in the NFL in 2023 so far is that team out there right now, the New Orleans Saints. That's the worst coach team. But here's the problem, right? Dennis Allen is a hell of a defensive coordinator. Because, again, came with the Raiders. I saw what he can do as a D.C. There's something about him as a head coach and I don't know if it's maybe it's just maybe it's just perception because the way you see it. it, he never looks comfortable. Like he never looks like things are going the way that he wanted them to go. So I would I would I'll tell you right now. Like if you told me that guy was going to be the new defensive coordinator of a team I rooted for, I'd be all over it. If you told me he's going to be the head coach of that team, not so much. They have so many good skill guys out there. They got a pretty veteran defense. Ooh. What you and I both noticed, and if you're a Saint fan, if our guy Robert's listening, you got an open phone line, if our guy Chris McCarthy up at the hideaway is listening, well, just keep it clean, guys. I know it was a rough game last night, but vet chemistry on I'm the sorry, field. Sorry, since you said it, let me just get it out of the way. 518-690-0980 is the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Elevation brand with Elevation 10,000. Okay, go ahead. There is no chemistry on the field. Like, how is Carr and Alave so off on passes? Even Michael Thomas has been there for a long time. Like, they're running the wrong routes. They have no type of back and forth. Right. The offensive line is missing plays. The running backs aren't going to the right spots. Even at times in defense, you're like, I don't know if that was the right cover. That's stuff you do in practice. Right. That's stuff you do in July and August. So what are the Saints doing during practice? Well, what a time, Like Pete Carmichael? Now I know who he is because he's the next <laughs> Matt Canada. I didn't know who he was. I'll admit it, Saint fan. Yeah, I didn't know you. who he Same. was until last night. Same. Terrible. Same. Um, but you saw it too, like, Look, I, I've always been a Derek Carr fan. Uh, when he was with the Raiders, I, the year that he, he was going for MVP before he breaks his leg, um, I got to go watch the team play in Denver. He was supposed to be there to help them win. He wasn't. But, like, he's he's always he's always been a leader. I've always liked the way he talked. I, I know he's rubbed teammates the wrong way in the past, some of them. I think he's rubbed this whole team the wrong way. Because there was – I texted you and uh, Boston Dan. There's a moment – uh, Alvin Kamara breaks off a nice run. This is in the fourth quarter during like what it looks like they're going to make a comeback. While he's walking back, Carr puts his hand out to like high five him. Kamara shakes his head no and walks past him. Cause, because this that whole game, anytime something went wrong, Derek Carr is yelling at his teammates on the field. And the camera, once he did it the first time, the camera's on him every single time. So he's showing them up. He actually, uh, he was asked about it after the game. And he said, quote, I've been showing my emotions a little bit too much on my sleeve. Uh, you know, like I kind of got to kind of chill out, and that's me holding myself accountable. So 
I think these guys, if you told me they don't like him, I believe you because he's showing them up. And his throws aren't perfect and, and a lot of things. But he's a better quarterback than he's been. And I almost feel like he's he thought he was coming in as the savior of this team. And he's he's trying too hard to be that big that big leader. And he's not leading, he's yelling. I thought they could be good with Carr. I really did. We both did. Yeah. We, we both did. I haven't no- given up on him yet. I'm I'm done. I'm, oh, off, I'm, right, off, I'm, I'm off the bandwagon. I'm at, well, listen, I'm not, I, if you ask if I could go back and redo our preseason picks, I still probably have them in the playoffs. Because I know you're Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that division, but that's a, that's, a, that's a coin toss of division. That defense is still good. That offensive line will get healthy. You've got Alvin Kamara. You've got Jamal Williams. You've got all those weapons. Carr's going to – if the Raiders ever had this defense, they would have played in the postseason more. They, they would have, even with Carr. So I, I think they're still a postseason. That coaching is going to cost them. I think skill-wise, like if we did ratings in Madden, the Saints are the best team rating-wise in Madden. They're, they have the best talent. They've got playmakers. They're the best team. But this coaching is holding them back. Even like some of the plays last night. Yeah. If you're a fan of the Jets or the Giants or the Bills and you were watching Thursday Night Football last night, thank the offensive coordinator you have. Because the best play the Saints could run last night was a two-yard in route. All Carr could do was drop it off. He had like, what, 10, 12 catches, Kamara? I think Kamara had 12 catches. But if you looked at those last drives, because it it was almost like they're trying to be a power run team when I think three-fifths of their offensive line is missing. But those last drives where they just quick huddled down the side of the field, they scored in three plays. They went the entire field in three plays. And then they started doing it again in the next drive, and it worked too. The problem is they get in the red zone, and they don't have have enough. I I don't – actually, let's be real. Every time you're within a yard or two yards in Philadelphia, everybody puts their hands on Jalen Hurts' butt and they shove him into the end zone. Every time you're within five yards with the Saints, if Taysom Hill's not on that field, you've made a mistake. Taysom Hill is a tank. That guy's shaking his head at the end like he he clearly was concussed, but he doesn't know what a concussion is. He doesn't care. Just broke right through. Made oh. it look so easy. I And then he kicked the extra point instead of going for two. at the And that was before the, the score that tied it, and they actually went for two and, and did do it. But I'm like, just do the he, – he scored that. Just do the same exact play. No one's stopping him. Nobody wants to get hit by Taysom Hill. We paid this guy for a reason. What was it again? Get him on the field. Right. Larry. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's a weapon. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not giving him on the Saints yet. Like you said, they got a lot of things. I just – yeah, the coaching is – there's going to be – I would think that if they don't win a playoff game – a lot of who you see on that coaching staff is going to step down a position and be on somebody else's coaching staff. So you believe the Saints could still be a playoff team? I'm yes. officially out on the Saints. Maybe my bias of the Buccaneers being a lot better this season than I thought is playing into my answer, and that big matchup with Atlanta coming up this week could also play into that. Let us flip it back over to, to Jacksonville. Oh because you and I, both preseason, thought Jacksonville could finish with the most wins in the AFC, and they're 5-2 and two right now, and they have that win last night. Trevor Lawrence was running 60-plus yards. How about that was his his career-high rushing game with a, with a knee brace on? Yeah. Are they the second-best team in the AFC? Because Ooh. if you want to put Kansas City at one, you could. Uh, our guy over at Fox Sports' power rankings always wants to put the Dolphins there. Before Bill fans start screaming at me, they beat you. Jacksonville beat Buffalo. So if we talk about Jacksonville as a legit Super Bowl contender, how do they rank right now? Are they better than Kansas City? Can they beat Kansas City? Are they better than Buffalo? Can they beat Buffalo? I feel like those aren't the same question either. 
Um, they could beat Kansas City now, not later. I think because Kansas City, again, they're tinkering. Kansas City's not trying to blow people out. They're just trying to get a W. And more importantly, like um, something to keep an eye on prop-wise, maybe not this week, maybe next week, but I would even take a look at it this week, McCole Hardman, because you're going to see Mahomes try to get him involved. He's Because Mahomes is still looking for his weapons. Uh, what's his name? Rice is going to get more and more action. Uh, Kadarius Tony's not going anywhere. He's going to get gadget plays. Obviously, Travis Kelsey. Everywhere. But McCarhold, McCole Hardman is going to get targets because they want to see what he can do. They're tinkering. But once they know what they've got, 100%, they're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be hard to beat. Uh, Jacksonville... Jacksonville playing like they just played. They're number two. Ooh. Yeah. Just saying it out loud did still feel weird, though, didn't it? Well, now, they beat. But they got to. There's just something about that Dolphins. That's why I said you've got to put that effort out there and then some. Because that Dolphins offense is going to work you. You're, you. If you do a great job in that Dolphins offense, you're going to hold them to, what, 27? So you got to be able to put 30 points on the board regardless. There's also a part of me, and this is a little unfair to Tua, but I think it's a realistic take. He'll get over it. Trevor Lawrence had the comeback last season. Now, we always point to the Chargers yeah. and say the Chargers blew it, classic Chargers. It was a little but, bit of two. It was a little both. But Jacksonville did it. Like, Jacksonville won a playoff game. Nobody thought Jacksonville was good enough. That wasn't supposed to be their game. They came from behind. They won the game. Trevor Lawrence and the entire Jacksonville Jaguar roster moved on. Miami didn't last year. Miami didn't have to a plane last year. That played a huge factor in that game against Buffalo. But I saw it with Trevor Lawrence. And I know they lost to Kansas City by eight points. Yeah. I'm with you. I think they're the second best team in the AFC, and they are a legit Super Bowl threat and can get to the Super Bowl still. Now sitting here in oh, later October. Actually, you know what? I might take that back because Jalen Ramsey might be back. <laughs> so the Dolphins might have just got better. <laughs> I don't know, Give me man. the game. Give uh, it to yeah. me. Let's see him play. Listen, the the AFC playoffs are going to be if they, if if we get super lucky and these things stack out just right. So like let's you know KC is is the one seed they get the bye. If however it shakes out, you know Jacksonville beats whoever to face them, and then ultimately they have to, like Miami in the in the championship game or vice versa. However, if KC has to play those those two. That's fun. That's going to be a good time. And if Jacksonville and if Buffalo's in there too, and because Buffalo, again, Buffalo, the, the Matt Milano thing really, and I don't think people have seen yet what that impact is going to be. When they play these, these elite offenses, these teams that have the tight ends who can, who can really hurt you, like a Travis Kelsey, um, like a Rob Gronkowski said he wants to play for Miami. Um, I saw that. Yeah. I saw people report it like it was happening. I, got, I was like, wait a minute here. What's going on? The question was, if you came back and unretired, who would you like to play for? Breaking right. news, Gronk, right. unretired. Which, by the way, he said it. He said it every time he's asked. He's answered a different person, by the way. Would you come back and play? Yeah, just only with only with Tommy. Okay. Would you come back and play? Yeah, with Dable. That was my position coach back in the day. I love that guy. Would you come back and play? Miami needs me. Yeah, like, dude, he's just got a different answer every time. He knows every time somebody asks him that, it's a clickbait answer. And everyone's trying to get the clickbait. They're would, trying to if, get those views. He's the same age as Travis Kelsey. Like, he should probably at least consider coming back. I don't know if he wants to or not, but he should consider coming back. Oh, my God, I heard so many. I've got so much, like, NDA news. I can't. 
I've signed too many papers. I, I'm, I'm in the not too distant future. I'm going to have so much news on on the Olympics. I'm going to on the so, Olympics. I'm going to have so much news on the Olympics in the not too distant future. I'm going to have so much. Like, dude, at least leave me a few breadcrumbs. Is it about cricket? I'll tell you what. You were right about Gronk won't probably even be invited. You're talking about to the flag football 2028 yeah. stuff. Yeah. It would be a okay. mir- I think it would be a miracle for him to be invited with the things I'm hearing lately. All right. That's very I'm, I'm wandering into some rooms that I don't belong in. Let's put it like that. People aren't noticing me, but then they see me and they go, Hey, sign this. And it's like, what's that? Oh, it's just that we can take your life if you say what anything you learned today. That's very vague, but vague enough for me to be intrigued by it. So yeah. I'm gonna well, let it, I'm gonna I'll let it you, lay. The the second I get green lights to do things, and the second I even if I get a gray area where I think I can get away with it, we're gonna have stuff. We are gonna be we got we, some people think they're live, local, and late breaking. <laughs> That's what I say to them. That's what I say to them. Um, yeah, <laughs> let me put this. Gronk ain't playing in the Olympics. All right. At least not unless he unless he picks a different sport. Um, all right. Is it bye bye Barkley? Is it? Whoa! Is it bye bye Barkley? Whoa! Is it? Is it? I mean, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, is it? We we'll talk about that next. Right now, we'll talk about our good friends at Elevation Ten Thousand. The meeting went down. Okay, the Levac and Gaz Elevation Ten Thousand meeting went down. So we're always like we. Th- the thing that makes us different than a lot of of shows is when we endorse somebody, we do it because we believe in them, right? So when we tell you that Elevation Ten Thousand Elevation Ten K dot com is how you elevate your brand. Because they can do the vid- the awards they have for all the video production, the awards they have for audio production, the awards they have for for marketing design, and all these things are are displayed, and they're they're displayed, and it's also like they're embarrassed by them because they want to go win more. We are taking advantage of that ourselves. We sat down yesterday. We discussed products. We discussed logos. We discussed ideas. I think we we if I'm not mistaken, next week we'll have an update on on when you will be able to uh, enjoy LeVac and Gaz merch. And some of the funniest stuff from the show, some of the stuff you've asked for on social media and more will be a part of that. And it'll be better because it'll be elevated by Elevation 10,000. Thank you to everybody over at Elevation 10,000. Everybody was so awesome, inviting. What a great place to work. The pumpkin making was going on. Everybody's having yeah. a great time. The mood was My girl good. Lauren was there. I yeah. love her. She's the best. She's so cool. She's a Boston fan, though, so I don't like her like her, but she's great. <laughs> She's Ele- good at what she does. Elevation 10,000. This is a perfect example. If you go there and meet the staff, I'm sure you have a cousin, maybe a, a, a younger sibling that will tell you when you're running your business, hey, no, they know they know social media. They know, like, they're on Facebook. They can figure it out. No. Don't right. lean on somebody you think knows what they're doing. Work with the best people. Work with the professionals. I just you're about to find out how much money your business can make and what your next event can be thanks to Elevation 10,000. We were so yeah. busy working with Josh. We never even went and said hi to Dave McClatt. Well, I thought he wasn't there. I thought no, he was the one who was yelling at us from the office. Oh, that's awful. Sorry, Dave. I actually thought you left. I thought everyone was I, messing and saying, like, oh, he's, like, not no, there. No, he's always – I mean, if oh. he's not there, he's just because he's on site doing something. Sorry, but, Dave. Yeah, we got, we're going to have to make up for that one. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> Dave, we still love you. We I do. Actually, we I actually do. thought you weren't there. I thought I it was just, like a, a side joke everyone was making. Yeah. Well, because Dave does. Yeah, he's the he's the best. Okay. Uh, but we're we, gonna text Dave now and be like, yeah. "Gaz thought you were 
No, we'll Ghosting just, us. We'll just drop off a bottle of bourbon or something. It'll be all better. Elevate your brand today with Elevation <laughs> 10,000. All Seasons Equipment salutes the Scotia's small businesses and the hardworking employees who make it all possible. The economic impact of these locally owned companies is dramatic and they provide many jobs. Support your small businesses by patronizing them frequently. All Seasons Equipment, power equipment dealer including mowers, chainsaws, and contractor equipment. 60 Freeman's Bridge Road, Scotia. AllSeasonsEquipmentInc.com. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and I have a question for you. You know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's COVID-19. That's why I got a COVID shot this season, designed for recent variants. Got it? Learn more and schedule this season's updated COVID-19 shot at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Listen to me weekdays, noon to 3, on the voice of the Capital Region, sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9. LeVac, in less than a week, we're going to be back in Mohawk Honda, Thursday, October 26th. It's going to be a packed day in sports. Can't wait for that. This weekend, now's your time. Go to Mohawk Honda. Find out about the new rides. The 2024s are there for you. If you're carving out sometime, we got Carve Out, Pumpkin. Oh, that was good by me. Uh, Mohawk Honda will help you find the rides you're looking for. Shout out to my guy, Cam McKenna. He helped me get into my pilot. He can do the same for you. From everybody over there, Greg Johnson, Lindsey Herndon, our guy John in service, the VIP man, Morales, and more. We can run through the names Nick and Nate and Ben, crushing it on social media, always showing you what's going on. Great things. The upgrades and more are happening at Mohawk Honda. Work with people that you can trust during the carbine experience. I can't tell you how often I hear the story of someone saying they waited six months, a year, two years, just because they didn't want to go on the lot. Oh, I don't want to go through that process. I don't know if I'm going to get the right number. I don't want to do – take that stress out of your life. Work with people like the staff at Mohawk Honda. You're going to go back for years to come to get a new ride. Mohawk Honda, by the way, if you trade in your vehicle, you might be actually getting more than you originally paid for. That's what Mohawk Honda is doing right now this fall as well. They're going to buy your vehicle. It's Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. So, the NFL trade deadline is on Halloween. So, basically, the way you can look at it is your favorite team, if they're still good, could walk up to another team's door, go, check out trade, and maybe, just maybe, get a very good player or great draft picks or something out of it, you know? Because it's Halloween. You, know, you do a theme. You could. I like that. It's very good. So, what if it's bye, 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 Saquon Barkley? That is 
the scuttlebutt that is the talk of the town. That is what someone asked Barkley, like, how would you feel? And he said, quote, obviously, I've been vocal in public about how I feel about this organization and where I want to be. Knowing the business and seeing that side of it, there's a lot of things I can't control. I don't think anybody in their right mind would want to get traded away or traded anywhere. It's not an easy thing to do. You've got to move. I have a family. I would love to be here. My reaction to that is probably not what you think it's going to be. Because I'm going to answer the Barkley part, but I want to toss this back to you because you can offer a very unique take on what just happened right there. I've been traded before. You are a team president, though. You deal with athletes every single day. You deal with professional athletes every be, single day. I'm going to be very clear, though. I'm going to be very, very clear. Damon Ware, head coach, general manager, he handles the roster. Okay, I don't want you to speak for Coach Ware, but do your best to do that potentially okay. here. Yep. Wouldn't that drive you nuts what just happened right there? There's no reports from anybody in the organization that's saying Saquon Barkley could be traded. Nobody's talked about that publicly. Some random reporter or beat writer or somebody needed a story today on a Friday. So, you know, I got one. Why don't I just ask Saquon if they're going to trade him? Like, let, let's just, hey, Saquon, uh, I heard that you might get traded. From who? I don't I didn't hear from anybody, but, like, this is <laughs> definitely going to get people talking. Saquon, what do you think if, like, I don't know, like they trade you? Breaking news, Saquon. Like, if I was in the coach's office and I have to deal with this today, I'd be furious because you're trying to figure out an offense. He finally got healthy. Daniel Jones is basically injured. Your team stinks. You're rebuilt. He is injured. There you go. Like, you're trying to figure out everything else going on to try to salvage the season. And you got people in the locker room asking him about getting traded when that might not even be on the table. From a broadcaster's perspective, I would assume the organization of the franchise hates what just happened. But you do this for a living. Am I off on this take here? That that um, should be my first reaction. You you might you might be upset. Yeah, is it something I'd want to hear? No, I mean like right now my emails and inbox are, are flooded with you know congratulations on the, on the guys that are coming back. Or it, what do you think about bringing back so and so? What do you think about trying to get this one? What do you? And again, I don't I I don't know enough to do personnel like. Damon Ware is the dude. Like, he's coached everywhere. He knows his stuff. There's a couple people I don't want, and I'm very vocal about that. If you've ever wronged me or wronged the area, I don't want you. I'm very vocal about that. But I think I think what you – when something like this happens, if you overreact, you add, you add validity to it. But more importantly, if you didn't want Saquon Barkley questioned about being trade bait, you'd, you'd have won more than one game. And when you had the opportunity to sign him to a long-term deal, you would have. The fact that you franchise tagged him, one-year deal, you've already told him he, he's on borrowed time, whether he is or isn't, but you said that out loud with, with your actions, and you're a one-in-five team. How do you get better? I can't tell if this is a good or bad comparison. I really can't with this next comparison I'm going to do. Chris McCaffrey in Carolina. So Chris McCaffrey got the contract, though, from Carolina. Mm-hmm. So Carolina basically looked at McCaffrey and said, all right, we already paid you. You're one of the best offensive players in the NFL. We're not going to win for a while. Let's go get a bunch of picks. We're just going to blow this thing up. But they said, we're going to trade with the Niners, who are also unbelievable, so our picks are lower. No, 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 we'll figure it out. Just trade McCaffrey. We don't want to pay him anymore. As of this moment, it hasn't worked. The idea out loud probably sounded great to somebody in Carolina, but you gave up Chris McCaffrey. Still with injuries. I know he's injured right now, but it just hasn't worked. So that's why you had to restart. Yeah. So, so. I, I think the difference between what, what Carolina did and where the Giants are is 
Carolina went one more time. Hey, we're all in. We're going to win. And it, and and probably somewhere behind the scenes, somebody looked over and went. And by the way, if we don't win fast, all of this is gone. And they didn't win. And San Fran called. And everybody looked around and went, we could have more potential future players and not pay this. Or we could keep paying this knowing we're going to lose any damn way. Uh, hmm. Who's, who's for saving money? <laughs> ah! Is it, so, that, is it New York really the Carolina point right now? Like, maybe that's hard for me to believe that the Carolina Panthers of recent times, that's where the Giants are heading. Because the Giants were a playoff team last season. That won a game, and now all of a sudden, a year, not even a year later, they're like, we got to trade Saquon. You've maybe cracked the code already. Guys, if they wanted Saquon Barkley that bad, they would have paid him. Well, and look, their their plan could very well be to franchise tag one more or, or do a two- to three-year deal after this year's – that could be the plan. But by doing the franchise tag and having that ugly negotiation leading up to it and then not even putting in – right, and this, for me, this is – I blame Saquon's agent for this one – to not have it set up where you can't franchise tag him again because now when I trade for him, I can trade for him and franchise tag him because there's nothing in writing that says I can't. If I trade for him and that's in writing, well, I can't do it. It's part of the contract that comes over. So, but by doing it the way you did it, you've you, he's year to year. He that's what he is, and you suck. So, like, I mean, come on. Let me throw a wild scenario at you because this is where I struggled with whether or not this was a good comparison or not for Carolina. What if New York gave him a contract? Like, what if New York actually paid him and said, "Okay, Saquon, we're gonna pay you. We're gonna give you the contract that you want right now." Mm-hmm. Let's say the Giants go off, they win a big game. Saquon goes crazy, 175 yards, three touchdowns. He has a statement. He has the best game of his career. And the New York Giants sit down and say, okay, Saquon, you've done everything we've asked. Here's a four-year contract. Let's just whatever the best running back deal is, okay? We know where this is going. Saquon gets paid, and then this offseason, that's when they trade him. Because they did that with Odell. Like, they yeah. gave Odell the money. They did it with McCaffrey. That's a weird way to play that out of, no, 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 we'll give you the money. But we're going to dump the money quick because why did you do it? Well, you thought maybe a team would have given him more. The team likes that contract. Does that make any sense that they actually pay Saquon? Because here's the thing, Lebeck, like it actually makes the trade more intriguing because let's say we'll use Tampa. Let's say Tampa's finally figured out they don't have a running back, but they're in contention for a division championship and Tampa calls and they offer a good deal for New York. Mm-hmm. I, if, if the Bucks call me, I would advise them not to take the deal because what are you going to get Saquon Barkley for? Six games? Eight games that he hits free agency? You would hope that he'd be well, under contract and make that team yeah. better for years to come. So you wouldn't give – because what was it? It was uh, – I'm looking it up right now. Uh, 2023 second-round pick, third-round pick, fourth-round pick, 2024 fifth-round pick. All for McCaffrey? That was for McCaffrey. Ooh, Carolina, again, what are you guys doing over there? Well, <laughs> but again, then you knew that, to your point, I've got Christian McCaffrey – locked up he's he, i've got him under contract he's happy with his contract i don't have to negotiate it i've got a quarterback who's a rookie i'm not paying him under a million a year this is perfect for us now six eight games whatever it is the rental that you would get with with saquon you know are we talking about a fourth and a fifth are we talking about a a fifth and a condition a, a conditional that could be a third if he does whatever sure but it's not going to be this haul which, by the way, this hall has turned into tight end Brendan Strange, tight end Darnell Washington, edge rusher Nick Herbig, 
and uh, we're waiting to see who next year's pick will be for Christian McCaffrey. But it, it all depends on the offer. Like now, honestly, if if you play this right, you're kind of looking around. Joe Shane's looking around, going, "No, we're not gonna we're not gonna call around." But if somebody calls us and offers us four draft picks for for Saquon, three draft picks, a good something we need for Saquon, because I don't know if you've noticed. Even though we've drafted a lot of offensive line, it worked out very well. Like there's, there's got to be a price out there that you would move the guy for, and I bet you there's somebody who would take him. Tampa, Tampa would take him. <laughs> Maybe uh, not. But Jackson. see, remember, Tampa's in a weird spot too because I think the difference between where Carolina was and where the Giants are is I, I believe the Giants have found the right head coach. Um, do they have the right quarterback? Don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I'd like to say yes. Uh, Tampa, do you like do you like your head coach? Do you like your quarterback? Are you are you a are you an offensive weapon like Saquon Barkley away from from winning the South and making a run in the playoffs? I don't. See, I'd like I'd like to right? think that I'd like to say yes. So. San Fran was. I mean, like what like Cleveland? Like I know Ford's playing well, but you like hey instead of Chubb, I got Saquon. Like whatever it's. You know, if the do the Eagles look at it and go, we like Swift, but what about a little Swift and and you know, obviously I'm not gonna trade with the Eagles, but you know, there's there's play there's teams out there that are probably an offensive weapon away. Boy, Giants fans have a lot to think about now. How differently this season could look if Saquon Barkley is no longer in the blue heading forward blue. for the rest of his career, man. That's tough. But and, and the sad part is and it's kind of like, um, you know, when you were talking about trading people and stuff, you can't, there, there has to be a point where you put away emotion. You know, you, there has to be that point. I mean, that's, that's why New England was good for so long. That's, you know, that's get rid of a guy. Uh, uh, you know, Bill Walsh is the one who started it in San Francisco. I'd rather trade you a year early than a year late. I'd rather give up one good year than be stuck with you for a bad two or three. So, that's the kind of stuff you got to do to sustain your 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 dynasties or, or build one. So, I I love Barkley, but again, he's he's rarely healthy, and if you don't have the pieces you need, somebody calls up and offers you God, a third round pick, a second round, a third, a conditional that like, could be a second if he goes and he balls out, which I think is a big price. I don't think you would get it, but yeah, you got to at least look at it at that point. Like, where's realistically, where are we? I do like that San Francisco has followed the Rams move and who cares about draft picks? I gave all that stuff to Carolina. Levac just some of those guys still are very early in their careers. And like you said, one hasn't even been used yet. Right. But I I love it. You know me. Right. The over evaluation well, of a draft pick in the NFL. Some I, teams that are winning are finding ways to do it in opposite ways. Yeah. I do I do feel part of that is too that like you, Kyle Shanahan gets gets misty. When he talks about what Christian McCaffrey brings to that offense, I think Kyle Shanahan saw Christian McCaffrey and went, "What do we have to do? Like, what what do we have? Because that that's the piece of the offense I don't have yet. Like, that's um, you know when when he had that Atlanta offense where everybody everything was was monster and everything like great. Like, before McCaffrey got there, was they had I think Mostert had been there. I think uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell. They they had like five or six running backs a year <laughs> now McCaffrey's there and that's that's you know, Debo and McCaffrey are basically your running backs with Elijah Mitchell popping in now now McCaffrey's hurt I'm just I'm trying to see what team imagine Jacksonville with Barkley and ATN 
Imagine Miami with Barkley. They don't need him. They don't, but imagine Buffalo with Barkley. Woo! Wait a minute. Isn't that where Joe Shane's from? Buffalo? Huh? Buffalo does need him. If he was in Buffalo, they they would they would jump up my charts. Like, jump up my charts. Earlier and they're the, already pretty high. Earlier this hour, we both picked Jacksonville as a better team because they beat Buffalo. Mm-hmm. We both thought Kansas City was better. Uh, Miami did lose to Buffalo. But if you're a Bills fan, that's a real consideration. How are we going to beat some of these teams in the postseason? Can it always, always be Josh Allen? Mm-hmm. I want to just at least pick up the phone and see what's up. But, I mean, if you're the, if you're the Giants, to your point, guys, you want to find that team that thinks they're a piece away, and they're not. Because that way it's still a high draft pick. No doubt. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Man, that's it, it is like if I if I was a Giants fan, this this conversation would hurt my heart. But seeing as how I'm just a football fan, I'm just like, where's he fit? He looked really good in silver and black with Jacobs. That'd be a good two two back set. Too bad McDaniels would ruin it. Um, you know what's never ruined for me anymore? A great night's sleep. That's not Aww. true, but when I do get a great night's sleep, it's even better. Um I've I've uh, I've I've so many weird issues at my house right now. So many weird issues. Uh, one of which a sick cat who has decided that she is going to uh, pee in my hamper. Ooh. Yeah, so that happened. So the reason I share that story with you is imagine dealing with that exhausted. Imagine dealing with that when you are your, your sleepless nights are not only sleepless, but when you do start to pass out, you have sleep apnea. So you, uh, you are even worse off than if you had just stayed up and worked through whatever. I'm able to handle these things with a level and calm head because I called the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsa Spa with Dr. Fred Dreher, 518-885-6185. It's amazing what a foundation for your life a great night's sleep is. If you are able to sleep, you recover, you you de-stress, everything gets a little better, a little easier to deal with. And me personally, I was a wreck. As Lorianne likes to remind me, I was physically gray the first time I walked into their office. Don't be gray. Don't have sleep apnea. Don't wonder if you have sleep apnea. Call 518-885-6185. Do the test. Do the whole nine and find out if this mouthpiece that has been great for me will work for you. 518-885-6185. The Integrative Sleep Center in Balsa Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. They're helping me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better too. We're going abroad for the first time 